Hello and welcome to another episode of Cast It Into The Fire podcast. We will be returning to doing more Game of Thrones and um, Redwall. Um, but this week we're just gonna let my friend Bill talk about sharks for a while. Yes, I'm going Come to... Come on, you drunk- all like sharks. Come on. Yes, I'm going to drunkenly <laughs> rant about sharks for somewhere between the vicinity of a half hour and an hour. It's because... I was ranting about sharks already, and uh, it was mostly about shark attacks, which honestly, that's one of those things I shouldn't rant too much about, uh, and nobody should, because sharks really don't generally attack people. Uh, it's really pretty much a freak occurrence, and it's, uh, with a handful of exceptions, uh, almost always by accident. I'd say that some of the handful of exceptions is that you get animals like... Um, some of the reef shark species and blue sharks and uh, bull sharks, they will view humans as food. Uh, and I guess occasionally tiger sharks, they'll actually view humans as food just because they're that opportunistic. And it depends on where in the water. Like, if they're in a really plentiful area with lots of fish, they're not going to go after a human. I mean, come on. Humans are weird and bony and who knows what's where they've been. But... They'll also, uh, what they'll, they'll do is that, you know, if they're in a very, there's some areas they inhabit where there's not that much, and if they haven't been around for something for a while, they'll, uh, they will view anything as food sometimes, but again, it depends, uh, and even that is pretty rare, it's just, uh, you get some interesting stories. I mean, everyone's heard of the whole uh, Indianapolis thing, so I'm not going to rehash that. I mean, you could. There's a million history or nature podcasts that you could listen to, probably for that sort of thing. Sarah, you look like you wanted to say something. Yeah, we were talking about the occasional times that sharks actually go into fresh water. Yeah, well, that's the India thing. gets it, the Mississippi, the well, Amazon. Well, well, a handful of um, sharks are urihaline, which means that they are able to go in a variety of salted water. Like, depends on the salt and mineral content of the water, they can actually uh, go survive and even thrive in a variety. Now, most are not fresh water as well because there's urihaline where you can survive like let's say really 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 salty salty like you know red sea you know uh salty not dead sea mind you because again that's, that's it's one of called the dead sea for a reason. reason and but there's uh but there is uh <laughs> sorry just thinking about another thing um it was a unrelated Simpsons theme uh, thing. Listeners might get that one. You think about random theory. Simpsons things. I, for- I know, I know, I know. But anyway, so um, then you know they can also tolerate relatively low brackish content. That being said, uh, a handful can uh, go into fresh water. The most notorious of which is the bull shark, and bull sharks are always. What I was, we were discussing was the fact that. Uh, because we were discussing river predators uh, and, you know, various uh, things that can live in rivers. Crocs. Um, crocs, hippos, depending on where, sometimes both. Um, uh, you know, of course, there's alligators. There's um, various uh, large fish. 
um, large catfish, large tiger fish, things like that. I don't believe there's been but, any actual attacks on humans in the Mississippi, just they go there sometimes. What, with bull sharks? I don't know. I think there have been. I think there have been a handful. But that this is what we were discussing, is that then there's also bull sharks. So you have all the other predators there, and then just, bam, you'll get bull sharks. And, you know, there'll be a, the, the whole, uh, a large bull shark's going to be a contender against any of these things that I mentioned. And, and it's one of the unfortunate, one of the few sharks that may view a human as prey yeah, and, and also, goes into fresh water. Well, it's uh, not just that. And again, people watch. We're going to have like a guy like, I, I have at least five or six colleagues. Be like, no, stop and, demonizing and sharks. Guy, and we agree. We well, agree. They're not going to say demonize, but they're going to be like, okay, you're exaggerating, you're fear mongering. I'm not trying to fear monger because again, it's very rare even with bull sharks. The thing about bull sharks is that they are also territorial. And it's kind of weird. They're like hyenas of the sea, not just because they are top predators and eat a lot of various things, but because you get the males, which are relatively big, but then you get the females, which are a lot huger. Like, they're not going to be like insanely large, but a good bull shark can still get like, you know, 12 to 15 feet, like a large female. Uh, even that might be like pretty rare and you know males are going to probably max out around like six or seven feet maybe a little more and again both are pretty dangerous but the females actually have more testosterone and they are very territorial interesting and, uh, they're both territorial females if i recall correctly are especially um i could have that backwards but the point is, is that uh they're territorial as well as you know, they might view us as food. And when they are territorial, they will actually... And, and I, you know, they even show this in Shark Week, where it's like, what is it? They'll arch their back a certain way. Um, there's also sharks will, uh, you know, bull sharks will accidentally attack humans quite a bit in muddier waters as well. And they're just gonna, they're not gonna be that picky. But um, but bull sharks are discussing just how uh, there's been a handful of attacks. Um... Some, in some parts of the world more than others, but there's also, uh, yeah, they've, they've been in Mississippi, they've been in uh, a few freshwater systems in North America. I don't know if they've been in the Delaware, but there was a infamous attack, which I'll get to. Sarah, you look like you want to say something again. Well, there was one thing I read about, not an attack. I don't want to totally confirm it as... Yes, this happened. I can say the source looked reliable, but with the internet, you know, sometimes things aren't. For what thing? Two small bull sharks being found in the winter in Minnesota, like oh, way was, up. No, I think that was like a. I think that was like a, a um a joke or something. I could be wrong though. Something like about weird... them being found and them being pretty cold, shocked, and sick, and being taken to some aquarium. What, wasn't it like a lake or something? Something like way up. But I yeah I don't th I think that was fake. Uh, we we'll look that up later. Yeah, but right one, now I really yeah as I as I I'm said it's it's the internet and it's not shots. always. Anyway, so. The one of those, the po possibly the most infamous case was the case of Matawana man eater, and that was where a um, a young boy and a uh, um, adult man lost their lives to a shark in Lake Matawan. Um, wasn't this the one that inspired Jaws? 
Uh, it sort of was. It was the um the the related nineteen sixteen shark attacks, which were in the ocean. But that happened in a, uh, a similar time frame, in pretty much the same time frame in Lake Matawan, New Jersey, and it's um. Oh shit! Bring that up. It was I can never remember the names of the people, unfortunately. But it's uh. Um, oh, I never char- noticed. There's yeah, a little there's... shark on this placemat that's in front of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, Charles. Uh... Oh, this is no. This is the coastal one. Hold on. They always go for the. Uh... Thing, where yeah, it was uh, basically it was a shark that was seen by uh, Thomas Cottrell. I don't know if I'm saying that right, and he uh, spotted it in the creek, and it was dis- he dismissed it, and then yeah, that's what his name. I always forget his name, unfortunately. Lester Stillwell. Uh, he was attacked, and he was uh, pretty much savaged before uh, Watson Stanley Fisher, a uh, young man of 24, came to his rescue, and uh, both of them died to spare some of the gory details, because it is very harrowing. There's been multiple books documenting, including one called Close to Shore. Um, That one and a few others talk about how they think it was a a great white that actually strayed into fresh water, which would be extremely unusual and borderline unheard of. Um, and there's a lot of debate as to how that happened, but again, there's debate as to whether that's what happened exactly. Now I've read some re- fairly recent convincing arguments, but I still kind of am leaning towards it being a <laughs> bull shark, because bull sharks are in fact urihaline to the point where they will come into fresh waters, even in surprising locations, and one could have easily just been there and gone out and gone back out to sea, because um, they never found any trace. Now, there was one at one point, I don't remember which special this was, but it was one of those, you know, shark attack mystery type specials. I'm sure a viewer will remember it, maybe not, though, but, uh, and they, they, they dredged it, and they found a bull shark tooth, but it was like a thousand years old or something like that. So it's one of those things where, you know, that they were there in the past. It could have been that in the future. I mean, I still kind of lean towards that. And so a bull shark, again, a large bull shark is big enough to kill that. And they said it was like, I think an eight footer was the, uh, what was confirmed. And I guess not exaggerated because, you know, when shark attacks are exaggerated, it's usually called it was a. 20 footer or something usually uh it probably wouldn't be that exactly so anyway um so that that's one of those things where uh something that you know there can be bull sharks in large bodies of fresh water um especially rivers usually uh and some lakes that empty into rivers but uh, it doesn't, I mean, you know, it happens enough, but there's very rare that humans are attacked in most cases. Again, I don't even know if there's a full tally in uh, some places, but uh, 
but they have been documented uh, throughout. And then you have uh, you have you have other ones like uh, great whites. They don't really attack people. Like they get the rep. People are like really afraid. I mean, actually, I'm trying to remember what the frequency is. They kind of attack. They. It's weird. They're one of the most implicated sharks, but it's not... The numbers aren't that big, if you look at it. And most of the time, it is mistaken identity. Because um, they're, they're seal uh, eaters. And they, they eat large fish and marine mammals. And the thing is, large fish and marine mammals have a lot more fat and delicious nutrients. I know, I sound like I'm like, ah, oh, delicious fish. And to be, I mean, to be fair, I do like... Uh, I do like uh, most fish, and what is it? I've only had I've had mucktuck once, and it was salty and gross in my opinion. But you know that's probably an acquired taste. I mean, I've I almost acquired a taste for dulls now. But anyway, back to the thing. Uh, I've tried various fish. Shark is not one of them, partially because of the. Um... Shark's pretty good, but I... The I have, conservation issues with them? Yeah, shark like... Sh- now, sh- like, sharks like swordfish, and swordfish I found absolutely delicious. I find them to be the tastiest thing. Um, shark and tuna are about similar, but again, it's all like, yeah, the whole thing, I mean, unless you... There are ethical ways to eat them all, but you have to be careful, because there's a lot of unethical uh, fishing practices out there. But anyway... Um, I prefer to eat fish I caught myself. I know there's no dolphin bycatch that way. Yeah, no, uh... yeah. But, but anyway, um, great whites don't usually, um, they, 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 they don't want to attack you just because you don't have enough nutrients. It's, again, humans are, like, bony and, uh, we have relatively little fat and even relatively little I wouldn't little say muscle. that applies to either of us. But. No, absolutely. Compared to a marine mammal, compared to like even a, a small porpoise, like a harbor porpoise, like you and I, even like a really fat human is not going to have the adequate amount of fat com- in comparison because blubber is just that rich. I know. I sound like I said, I sound like I'm like, I'm advocating but i'm just saying that's what a great white's nutritional needs are because they're big animals and they they require and they're they're pretty much warm-blooded so didn't know that yeah well they have um it's a combination of gigantothermy and um certain shark species so they have the whole like hold on great whites and short fin makos and leatherback sea turtles um, which are not fish, of course. They're turtles. Uh, they have a thing where they actually can generate friction inside their body. And they can... Pu- and bluefin tuna have this, too. And they can actually warm themselves. And if I recall correctly, either swordfish or large marlins have it, too. But it's, they can do that, and they can actually circulate the heat throughout their body. And it's not like they can uh, survive, like, absolute, absolute freezing. Like, they stay out of, like... The, they they generally they've been found in the Arctic Circle and they've been found like towards Antarctica but they can't really like go right in the coldest of the cold like a marine mammal can. But anyway, sorry, what were you asking, Sarah? I was just yeah. For some context, I'm more of a reptile person than a shark person, but it is very unusual for any big reptiles to 
be far enough north to get actual cold winters. That's why you don't get giant pythons and anacondas, you know, north of... Yeah, but even where they're introduced in Florida, the pythons, they're not going to come up to Massachusetts because they die if it gets... The difference is they're actually cold-blooded. I mean, the most that a python can do is, like, sort of shiver to keep itself or, you know... And that's, like, a few degrees warmer than... Yeah, exactly, and that's really the best they can do. And... That's it. You don't get pythons, you don't get big monitor lizards, anything like that. Where tegus are warm blooded too, but they're not, it's more complicated with them. Same with certain monitors, although certain monitors are still uh, more helpless. Like, you know, like they're like birds. Like, there are plenty of birds that are warm blooded. I mean, birds are warm-blooded with some unusual exceptions, but, uh... You get up to Massachusetts, and the biggest reptile you're going to find are a snapping turtle or a black rat snake, but offshore, you get the leatherback sea turtles. Yeah, you can get leatherback, but again, they're warm, they're actually warm-blooded, so great white sharks are warm-blooded, too, and they require a lot of energy to... Again, when I say warm-blooded... I'm being very simple. Like, there's going to be possibly a zoological nerd going on about how... Uh, well, no! Well, no, it's just very complicated because there's varying degrees of uh, of uh, endothermy and, you know, um, ectothermy and all that stuff. There's varying degrees of both. Uh, again, it's like many things. It's on a spectrum. So... But great whites require a lot of energy to do that. They also swim nonstop because a lot of shark species have no swim bladder, so they have to swim nonstop. Well, to Otherwise, what they degree, die. I was gonna say, to what degree is it true about <laughs> the sharks? If they stop swimming, they die. Not all have that. Nurse sharks, for example, aren't like that. Clearly, neither are a lot of like the slower moving sharks. But things like great whites and short fin makos. Uh, they absolutely are, and like both mako species are like that, and uh, um, long fins are small. Are sh- they're larger? They're a lot larger, but they're uh, well, they're like between a great white and a short fin, but they're uh, but long fins are slower moving, and they have not been confirmed to be warm blooded. Uh, again, using the term loosely, but the point is that sharks, like makos and great whites, need fish and marine mammals. So they're not going to actually intentionally attack a human unless they are frenzied or, which can happen, but it's kind of, it's, again, it's kind of a complicated behavior, uh, versus, uh, or, or if they're mistaken identity, which again, like, you know, humans will put on, uh, dive flippers, <laughs> they'll put on dive flippers, they'll put on a black suit and they'll be on a paddleboard and they'll be like, oh, okay, this is a, uh. You know, this is something like a seal or maybe... And again, they'll kind of... Some of them will eat... Occasionally eat turtles. Uh, it sort of depends. Tiger sharks are more likely to eat turtles. Though. And again, Any truth to the are, story that a tiger shark was found with a suit of armor yeah, in they, they, Yeah, they, they get all sorts of things. Like, they'll... Again, they'll... Do you think the guy hungry, was wearing the armor when... No. It's... They, I doubt that. I, if I recall correctly, it was something like... See, I'm semi-taking it in a Game of Thronesy direction. Uh, yeah, well, again, he... Uh, they, they don't... There I mean, are no sharks just, in Dorne. 
Well, there's sharks in Game of Thrones, right? Are there now? Um, it's implied that they are there. They never are. Just be mentioned. They're like mentioned in passing. You never actually have one show up. So they are mentioned. Like ah, see shark food now. I imagine. Anyway, um, can only imagine what type. I'm sure that I'm sure George R. R. Martin would put a megalodon in there somewhere. Like maybe that's what took a bite out of uh, um. Well, now Valerian's too big even for a megalodon because he was like how big? Big enough to see we, we detour a whole mammoth down its throat or okay yeah a megalodon but you know that George R. R. Martin would also take the largest estimates of the megalodon. That's another thing. Megalodons were like probably around the sixty foot mark, but you'll get like doc you'll get like things portraying them as like a hundred feet. Yeah, that was mild spoiler something took a bite out of Balerion at some point and he survived yeah, it. Yeah. Well I thought we discussed that right. Sarah Sarah's interpretation is great. She's like, ah it was probably just Godzilla. Um thought <laughs> Godzilla was your idea. Uh, I, I don't know. Either way, it's uh yeah, yeah I'm sure it's like implied to be as as Sarah Something said, big enough horror. to rough up a very large dragon. So, so, yeah, like the largest dragon. Largest and toughest dragon ever known. And it's uh, just horrors from the ape. And that's sort of what plays into the mystique of sharks is that they're, you know, these deep sea dwelling creatures most of the time. Some of them are small and shallow dwelling and whatnot. But again, that's another thing. There's like, there's uh, quite a few species. I mean, we're going to look up the species. And as it happens, sharks also uh, turn up repeatedly in Redwall. Now, I think these are normal-sized sharks, but because of the size scale, you know, it might be a giant to the mouse crude boat. They're Uh, probably like... Oh, damn. Okay, there's, there's 500 species extant. Meaning that they're still around. Are you going to Um, include any of the little, uh, bottom-feeding sharks in your shark rants? Well, yeah, there's, like, all sorts of things. Like, I mean, there's, again, there's nurse sharks and wabagons, and they'll occasionally attack people. Okay, you can't really call it, you know, they eat, like, shellfish and lobster and stuff, and fishing, fishes that pass by. For a wobegon or a nurse shark to bite you, don't you pretty much you have, have to, to be step stepping on it, on it yeah. or pulling it off a fish That's hook. the thing, is that you have to step Total on it or self-defense. mess with it. Or, yeah, that's what I say. You can't really... use People use attacks where... And that was another thing I was ranting about. People use attacks to, like, describe anything. Like, oh, okay, somebody fished yeah, a shark. Yeah, if a... If some if you're taking something off of a fish hook and it bites your hand while you're doing it, that's not really an attack. Yeah, exactly. That's a uh, that's you were you know fishing, which is a sort of a form of hunting, and you know it's it's an honest thing. I mean, if I were if I were to get maimed, I actually did get pricked. Remember, I did get pricked by one of them. Uh, what was it that we got? It was uh, we were fishing and it was what, catfish uh, or something. No, it wasn't a catfish. It was uh, one of the other ones. Sunfish a, perch. Yeah, I think it was a perch or something. Remember, I got pricked by one and I was bleeding. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say the thing attacked me at a um or no, it wasn't a perch. Well, I, I don't remember catching more than one perch in this. Okay, state. then it was, it was probably a sunfish, and we were well, we were I was releasing it. We were we weren't going to keep it. We were releasing it, and you know, a spine stabbed me, and it's like I'm not going to say it attacked me. 
I was, you know, threatening its life, and it and it was a defense mechanism that, you know, natural selection had. Uh, nature gonna created. nature. Yeah, exactly. So, it's the same thing, like with sh- with when you hook like a large fish, like a large swordfish or a shark or something. If it maims you, I mean, you were endangering it. So that's what happens. Uh, <laughs> and with, but again, with something like a nurse shark or a wobegon, yeah, you have to pretty much uh, uh, either. I think like with wobegon, I think wobegons have like a weird record of occasionally like attacking somebody who weren't really touching them. But generally, you have to touch them or something. And they're they're also ambush predators. But anyway, then you get ones like, gee, you get like, uh, I mean. Chimeras are kind of not sharks, but they're more or less... They're like shark adjacent, but not really. Well, yeah, because then you get, like, sharks... Oh, and they're venomous, too, on the spine. Yeah, well, so are some sharks, like a spiny dogfish, um, which is sort of a typical shark, but it's, like, otherwise. But, uh, yeah, and Sarah was talking about a poor beagle. She was asking if poor beagle uh, has ever attacked anyone. Now, poor beagles, for reference audience... They are smaller than great whites. They're they're related to great whites. But it's still are... big enough that if it was in the water, you'd think that was a pretty big shark. <laughs> well, the... yeah. Again, I've 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 seen poor beagles, and the biggest one I've ever seen it was dead, but it was about seven or eight feet. So what's it's not... the meaning of the name? Like I think beagle. Like the... no, it's 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 like some. You're, you're from Massachusetts. I I'm from Massachusetts, and I still it's don't like know why them, it's called that. It's one of them whaling terms or whatever. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see if I. All right, we're gonna look. Like up two I assume things. it's not. Oh, it's a beagle and it's poor. Uh, so yeah, there's. It's a type of. It's like I said. It's related to great whites, salmon's, and makos, and it's well, makos are sort of not right there, but I'm trying to figure out where. Um. Uh, yeah, I went to. Uh... Oh yeah, it does include makers. Um, no, wait. I'm trying to figure out the. Uh, what was it that you just asked me? Oh yeah, the etymology. Let's look it up. Does. Uh... Porpoise and a beagle. <laughs> that's that, that's like. Porpoise and beagle. Yeah, well, it's usually harbor, like, you know, shepherd. I, well, I kind of figured it was something like some sort of, like, dog-related term. Because, again, they're dog fish. So it's probably, like, maybe a port beagle or something. That would make more sense. But the way it says porpoise See, and when beagle... when I was a teenager, I went for a swim at Prudence Island. And I saw a chart in their little oh, tourist oh, stop that... Oh, yeah, go ahead. But it I... had, like, a chart of different, like, fish that might be... A, I guess in the area, and I kind of noted there was a large shark called a poor beagle on the well, chart. Again, they're max size. And like I, eight feet. I swam not, there like, anyway, super... deeper than you know, over my head in the water, and I didn't think too hard about the shark factor. Um, I'd still managed to hurt myself swimming there by jumping off of a dock awkwardly and bruising up my arm pretty bad, but um, so, nothing fish related. So Sarah was Sarah was asking mm-hmm. me if based on that. 
if a perp eagle ever attacked him. And we're about to look that, but no, Wikipedia's explanation for that why porpoise and beagle is hila- even hilarious. It's what? no, it's uh, the, the idea is imagine how terrifying it would be to combine a porpoise and a beagle, and that's what you'd get a poor be- <laughs> Sarah's Sarah can imagine that. Hold on, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if. Oh, and beagles aren't so bad. They're just Hold loud. on, I'm gonna look to see if there's a poor, poor beagle any any poor beagle attacks. Rarely attacks. Two unprovoked attacks off New England and Canada, both non-fatal. I think that might be it. Beagles are sweet dogs. Rare. Yeah, they're generally sweet, except for you. They hunt like you know. Like yeah, seen, you're not a rabbit. If you've seen a well-trained beagle hunt, that can be impressive. But uh. But, no, uh, again, like, two attacks that I read, I didn't delve too deep into it. Again, we're just sort of looking up online, and a lot of this stuff is going off the top of my head. Um, and, again, it's Wikipedia, so it's not like it's going to be 100%. Well, on clear, the flip but, side of things, I got mm-hmm. a shark story. Now, I don't recommend actually trying this in the wild. Um... Yeah, there's an aquarium in Rhode Island that I've been to, and it's called Biomes, and they had a touch tank with dogfish in them. I assume they were the smooth kind without the venomous spine. And, oh, these dogfish were like little dogs. They'd swim up to you, and they'd flip over on their back for you to pet their bellies as they got close, and they were really very friendly and personable. These were what types? Dogfish of some kind, oh, I yeah, assume dogfish smooth. Or... No, it was, yeah, it was probably a dog. Like they were flipping around on their backs to get their bellies petted, like an actual dog. And then, how big were they? Uh, okay, they were probably dogfish. Yeah, dogfish are like, like four a couple feet, max. feet long. They were not do- big. Do- dogfish are like four feet max. Maybe a little bit more. They were not. Um. So you get. Uh, you get things like that. Poor eagles are bigger. They're uh, they're no, they're legitimately impressive. And salmon sharks are kind of impressive too. They're like a little smaller than that. And again, them and makos are all related to great. Whites. Now you've seen the meme of the salmon shark where it just looks like a kind of stunted great yeah, white like with a big puppy, eyes, and yeah. they're like, well, if sharks were to be domesticated, this is how they would look. Uh. Well, that's like a real photo, but has like. It's been fakely animated several times. Um, so, yeah, sharks are, uh, they're interesting. I have a few shark stories, too. I'm looking something up related to sharks. Um, and so, well, here's one. And I only sort of saw this out of the corner of my eye happen. Uh, we were kayak. I was in summer camp. I was actually fortunate enough to go to summer camp in Canada. Um, and we were kayaking. And 
uh, one of the counselors was a marine biologist, and we were kayaking. It was really cool, because we got to see all sorts of things there. I got to see all sorts of uh, wildlife there. It was in Canada. It was uh, in the Bay of Fundy, actually. Um, if you ever get to go there, that's an amazing place. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> we were kayaking, and uh, a fin pops up. It's one of the... Uh, one of the campers, like next to one, nearby one of the campers. One of the campers was like, oh, a dolphin. He went and reached out to pet it. And the teacher said, don't do that. And he's like, why not? He's like, because it's a great white shark. It wasn't that big. It was like, again, okay, it was like seven feet. I mean, maybe like, don't do that if it's an actual dolphin. No, I, I agree with you on that. Sarah was discussing how she trusts dolphins less, which to be fair... I understand why, although, you know, there's I don't no... mean necessarily less so much as I don't trust them either. I, well, I had, what is it, I had, I read one comment recently, it's like, they never find the dolphin, the bodies that the dolphins kill, and I was like, what in the, well, no, like, that person said it with all honesty, um... <laughs> I'm just dolphin. saying that the dolphin's got a mouthful of teeth, too, and... It's... I think it's more like dolphins, uh... And they're actually smart enough to... Yeah, they, and I don't think dolphins actually uh, hurt people that much, although it's been documented, uh, including, as somebody would say, documented basically what translates to sexual assault from dolphins, but... I've heard of two ever cases of a dolphin not counting orcas, um, injuring a person, and I know that's not much. I've heard plenty of cases, but a number of them were involved captive dolphins, which, that's a whole nother One involved beast. captive, one involved somebody messing with a wild dolphin. Oh, well, I've, I've heard, uh, I've heard, uh, wild dolphins occasionally doing things. But anyway, um, but again, with great whites, like, they're they're generally not going to want anything to mess with you. And again, the same with, uh, like, poor beagles and salmons and makas. They're not going to want anything to do with you if they can help it. They just, uh, they will occasionally accidentally attack humans. So, uh, but again, there's, like, things like cookie-cutter sharks. Cookie-cutter sharks, I think, are scarier than a lot of other sharks. Oh, they're the ones. That they go up to a bigger fish and they take like a cookie cutter bite out of Not it. Not just fish, they'll go up to whales, though. I don't know. I, think I believe that, one incident with a human. Yeah, I was gonna say, if I recall correctly, there was at least one incident with a human. Um, I don't have to necessarily look that up right now. Like, oh, yeah. And here, I know for a fact that there have been accounts of them trying to do it to subs and like making small dents in subs with that. Yeah, you didn't know that one either, did you, Sarah? Sarah has a look of surprise on her face. That's. That's one of those things where, again, cookie cutters are kind of, uh, they're kind of more terrifying. That kind of reminds me of the lampreys that do the suction. Yeah, yeah, very, very similar in their, uh, their, uh, ecology and just, uh, they take chunks out of, uh, larger animals and they, it's generally not fatal, but it's something they do. Um... So, it's a uh, it's it's very interesting. And again, there's over 500 species, and that's not even including the rays, skates, and uh, chimeras. 
those are all like extremely again they they're all lasmobranchs they're all very interesting very diverse ecologically uh you get animals like um you get really 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 tiny ones um Yeah, I suppose this may depend on where you yeah, live, like, but yeah, um, you get really the so-called uh, shark's purse that washes up on the beach. The egg case. It's true that some of the smaller types of, like you were saying, kind of bottom-dwelling sharks do lay mm-hmm. eggs in a case like that, but usually the ones that wash on shore are from skates. Yeah. Which is a type of ray. No, they're different. They're, they're different. different. But they're related. How different? Skates generally have... They're like sort of a combination of a shark and a, and a, and a ray. Rays have the tails usually. Just like, you know, the uh, thin rod-like tails. And skates generally have actual tails. Um... They're all related. I mean, often skates will be placed with rays. Um, And again, I'm not an expert. I just am somebody who's a nature enthusiast. And I'm sure that... uh, Well, I know for a fact that some people I actually know and talk to uh, and some people I follow online will be like, if they listen to this, they'll be like, ah, Bill, you got it all wrong. Because I'm not an ichthyologist. I'm just a... guy who's been interested in sharks like many have been like since you know i was a little kid but that's one of those things where you shouldn't really and i've fear read a lot of books and been mainly freshwater fishing a lot uh, yeah i mean i've seen a fair share of sharks but not too often I've seen playing aquariums though uh so and uh, you, you, you get the divers going into the big tank at the aquarium with the generally tiger sharks, I believe. Sand tigers. Sand tigers. A, a world of, they, they both have the name tiger in them, but there's a world of difference between them. That being said, sand tiger sharks, it's weird. They almost have no record of attacking, but they have some of the freakiest biology of any sharks. Like, they're the ones that have Oh, the, uh, that's the one where they eat each other in the... It's not just that one. There's a few other ones. I don't even remember if real tiger sharks might do that, too. But sand tiger sharks are notorious for it because it's just blatant with them. Where they, uh, they'll have usually four developing sharks in the womb and they will eat each other. And You're right. It was sand was, tigers. I didn't know there was yeah. that much difference between them. But... Well, one's more lo- one is a lot faster. The other's just sort of there. And unless you actually collide with it repeatedly... And the aquarium ones will be very well-fed. Yeah, but even then, like, unless you collide with it repeatedly, it's not going to, like, mess with you. Now, there have been reports of people doing that, of course, and getting savaged by them. But, again, I don't even think there are any fatalities. Whereas tiger sharks, they get a lot bigger, and they are a lot more active, and they have been known to occasionally kill people. Um... Ah, gee, I don't even know how much more I can say because it's like... Got anything to say about whale sharks, basking, well, yeah, Greenland? There's, yeah, well, Greenlander, yeah, one of these things is not like the other. Uh, 
you know... Well, the Queenland is still a proper, like, carnivore, and... You, well, not just that. They've been known to eat... Was it? There was one recent... I was reading an article recently about one that was found with a, a uh, juvenile polar bear in its stomach. And they're like... And here's the thing, And don't audience. they have ammonia in their... Yeah, well, they're... Okay, here's the thing. Uh, both Inuit and, um... Uh... Greenlanders of Viking descent are known to eat them, and they have to eat them a certain way because they have ammonia in them, and they have basically. I don't know what the process is. I've heard it called like rotten shark. It's 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 processed a certain way, and I don't know exactly what it's done. It's I think a similar, if not the same, technique in both cultures. But it's like one of those things. Unless you do that, it's toxic to eat. Greenlands also, of course, can live to be like 500 years old. You might recall that in a thing. And I personally well, find well, it well, unappetizing, but then well, again, you know, well, I'm, I'm not from I there. I want to tell you the story of, like I said, it was found with a, uh, a juvenile polar bear in its stomach, and scientists, a lot of set of the, the article saying, a quote of scientists saying it was likely scavenged. However, and there have been reports of them with moose uh, flesh in their stomach. Um, and here's the thing. They recently found out how they catch seals. Because they will actively predate on seals, which are a lot faster. Again, these are very slow-moving sharks. I don't think they ever stop swimming, but they are very slow-moving. <laughs> they also have an eye parasite that basically renders them blind, but they don't need it because they uh, they have a sense of smell. But anyway, they have a um, technique where they, apparently if a, a seal goes up to them, they will actually corkscrew really quickly and gut the seal and hey. eat it. And then, yeah, then they feast on it. And they, it's feasible that it, I can imagine it pulling like a pulling a, a crocodile maneuver on a moose maybe that got too far in there's one instance of a moose uh hey there you probably might remember a comic of it where the moose was uh eaten by an orca because it actually because moose will swim they'll actually swim uh into the ocean and um so it's very feasible that a greenland shark would just kill one like that uh, and again, same thing with a, uh, same thing with maybe a polar bear or something like that. Uh, so they're, 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 they're slow and unsuspecting, but I would be wary of getting, I would be wary of touching one. Like I, if I got to dive with one, I would just be relatively close to it, but not, uh, too close. And then there are, uh, other deep-dwelling sharks, like seven-gilled sharks, uh, which also are, uh, they're, they're, they're bottom predators. I believe uh, the process does involve, like, aging the meat a long time. Yeah, you to have to, like, them. leave it out or something. And it, it's a cultural thing. I don't know whether I'd... I, I am willing to try some interesting things that... Humans will not care if an animal is, like, 500 years old or 1,000 years old or whatever... Uh, or, you know, 100 to 200 years old in the case of tortoises. They'll just, they'll just eat it. It's like, ah, this thing's old enough to be your great-grandfather. It's like, now I'm gonna eat it. Um, So the meme about the Greenland shark that's uh, old enough to be... Yeah, they're, they, like I said, it was, uh... 
It was over 500 years old. Grandpa shark doo 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 doo. Oh, okay. Just so Um, you know, the version of the song I learned when I was younger is much more violent than the one you've heard in that music video and you're probably tired of or maybe you love it. Um, Yeah. It involves getting eaten by the shark bit by bit and going to heaven afterwards. Uh, Yeah. So. Anyway, so then you have... uh, yeah, then you have whale sharks, which are really, really... They're the largest extant fish living. They can get to be a little over 40 feet, and... And it eats plankton, like a whale. We plankton, and, and you get basking sharks, which are the second largest fish, and they can get to be about close to 40 feet, and I've seen them. They're something else. They... Okay. They actually can look intimidating when they open their gigantic mouths. But again, as Sarah said, they eat plankton. Um, and I'm uh, I'm remembering the scene from Ring of Bright Water where the guy, he's got his pet otter. Yeah. It's going through a lot of food. He's like, oh yeah, I'm going to hunt this shark and get all this food for the otter. And catches the shark with... A harpoon in a little rowboat. It doesn't go very well. And uh, offers the plate of shark to the otter the first time. The otter's like, sticks to sniff, walks away. Um, So they're eating shark steaks from this apparently not good tasting shark for the next whatever. (laughs) All stored in this giant freezer. Now, Ring of Bright Water, it's it's an interesting movie. I do recommend it. Um, I'm not going to we could spoil it, but it is point. a sad movie. It's a sad movie about an otter. But in England. I do it recommend England, it. Was it England or Ireland? Scotland. Scotland, okay. One of them. He lives uh, near the burn with his otter. So, anyway. Yeah. Sharks come in a wide variety of uh, shapes and sizes, only some of them occasionally attack Nim. people. A foot touch, you Nim. Speaking of sharks, this dog. She's just being Nim. Uh, it's my fault. I uh, I stretched it at her. Um, oh, she's walking away. It's because I stretched my foot. Um, so. Yeah, they they come in a wide variety, and only some of them occasionally attack humans. It's just one of those things where it occupies the minds of uh, people when they do. Um, yeah, I'll say, when I go into the water, okay, I have a fair idea of what's out there and how likely it is to actually do anything, which isn't likely at all, at least in the area I live. There are some places where the risk of a shark or crocodile attack is much more serious to think about. But yeah, you go out into water that you can't see into and you think about it. You think of the snapping turtles, you think of the sharks that are somewhere out there if you're in the ocean. And the odds are very, very much that there are no sharks close to you, and even if they were, they'll pass you by. But yeah. it's... 
it occupies your imagination you know, out of proportion. Unknown things in the deep. Yeah. Now, the snapping turtles, I have been bitten before by captive snapping turtles. Yeah, I've never been bit by a snapping turtle. That sounds like that would not be fun. Oh, that was another thing we were discussing. How, uh... What was it? Um... Basically, how, uh... Uh, during these 1916 shark attacks, people thought that, uh... People... Uh, there were medical and scientific authorities that thought that it was impossible for a great white... To kill a person because of its temperament and its bite power, both of which are actually impressive when it wants it to be, but generally they only don't—they only want things like seals. But one of the candidates for uh, certain shark attacks were turtles, sea turtles, and we were discussing that uh, the only one that would really be able to hurt you uh, would be something like a loggerhead, maybe a hawksbill, if you somehow got bit accidentally. And the only actual turtle incident was a a turtle quote-unquote attacking a person in the ocean that I can think of was a sea turtle that had been habituated to being fed hot dogs by tourists, don't do that, and the finger looks an awful lot like a hot dog to its turtle eyes. Yeah. Yeah, the... The big snapping turtle that bit me was a captive one that was used to being, you know, fed by people because, you know, that's what you do when you have a captive turtle. You know, you're giving it food and it sees a hand near it. I kind of forgot myself and it launches head out and get a glancing bite and then let go. That actually could have been a lot worse. It could have taken my finger, but all it did was a teeniest little cut. Um, and... I feel like I remember I may have been bitten by a baby one before. I'm not totally certain I've been bit by a lot of stuff over the years, but whatever. If it indeed did bite me, it didn't really... It wasn't really bad. It was such a little turtle. Um, But yeah, I did get bit by a big one, and it could have been a lot, lot worse. Yeah... As for snapping turtles actually attacking people in the wild, now I don't mean a person who is handling it, messing with it, taking it off a hook. I mean actually swimming. That's not common. Yeah. Yeah. Worst turtle bite I ever got was from a soft shell. Worst turtle bite I ever really got was from dribble. Who's in a tank right here? He's uh he's a turtle that I've had for like thirty two years, and he's a redhead slider, and he right you know he's as Sarah would note unusually large for a male redhead slider. They usually only get uh like he is I'd say a foot. With uh, he's his about next like stand. thirty years old. He's like thirty two. He's probably close to thirty four to thirty six. So this turtle's older than me. He very well could. He very well could be older than me. Even he, like, I don't know how old he was. He was not quite uh, fully grown, but he was already about the size of your average male when I got him. Um, and 
Anyway, but anyway. Now, the soft shell bite was my own fault. Those are more bitey than a lot of things. I used to work at a... Yes, I did. I used to work at a private zoo slash reptile pet store, and there was a rather silty, murky tank that maybe it needed some better filtration on it. Well, I reached into that water... And I grabbed onto what I thought was like near the rear of the turtle shell, which is the correct, you know, location to pick up a soft shell because they got a good long neck. And what I was actually grabbing was its face. And it bit, it like sliced out a little bit of skin, like a blade. And it was entirely my fault. I grabbed a turtle's face, it reacted. Yeah. And again, that loops us back to sharks. A lot of times, uh, people will either be in their habitat or they'll be messing with them. Now, that's not to say that shark attacks are ever deserved. They're not, uh, especially because there'll be cases where people have no choice but to be in their habitat for their living. Uh, But it is to note that uh, sharks are not necessarily going to go out of their way to attack you. Uh, except for maybe occasionally with certain unfortunate encounters. Uh, but again, even, again, what is it? We're talking about how there's more than 500 shark species. Uh, there's like 20 of them that are dangerous. A lot of them are Are really fairly small. Yeah, a lot of them are small. A lot of them... They have teeth, but they're not gonna... you get large ones like, uh... Jeez, you get large ones like, uh... Um... Uh, the whale sharks and the basking sharks that are filter feeders, the only planktons. Then you get ones like the megamouth. Megamouths are really cool. Oh, you see, we can just talk about megamouths. What do they eat? Plankton. The, the, you, you know about how they have those mouths, right? I know they have a megamouth, but I didn't know what they eat with it. Plankton and small fish. and But their their mouth, you know what the feature about their mouth is, right? I clearly know less about them than you do. Go well, on. No, what? Go. Did you know? I vaguely know what they look like, and I may have them mixed up with that Greenland. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you a picture of a megamouth shark. So you don't know. That I'm they're... vaguely imagining a shark with like an open, like circularish mouth and like a bigger nose. So you, you you don't, but you you know it's too it's close enough, but you don't remember that. Uh, you don't remember reading about how they're uh, they're mouths are bioluminescent. No. Yeah, it actually or something along those lines. I don't remember if they're actually fully bioluminescent or just reflected. But uh Googling one for you now, Sarah. Okay, well there's one that this is one where they're alive. There's only been a few ones where they're alive. So where's the bioluminescence? You can sort of maybe see it there. I don't know if it's actually bioluminescent. It looks more like the shark's got itself a milk mustache. Well, I don't know if it actually is bioluminescence or if it's just, uh, um, if it's just reflective or something. I was trying to find a picture. There's one picture of one where it's dead, unfortunately. Uh, that is, that's a good one. I'm trying to find, there you go. That's like. That's one of the one of the other ones. There's also another one. They're big. They're like not quite great white shark size, but they're close to tiger shark size with their max. Um, 
But again, that's at their max. A lot of the time, they're smaller than that. Where is that one Nat Geo photo where you actually see it fully? <clears throat> oh, that might be it. That might be it. Something like that. Yeah, sorry, Sarah. It's it's dead sharks, but it's like... No, it's, it's got quite a nose. <clears throat> so they are deep-sea-dwelling sharks that... Um, have large, uh, a very large mouth. They attract plankton, small fish to, and they will, um, that might be it. Anyway, um, I'll spare you the images of it. Uh, so there, there, there's only been like, it, until... The 2000s, there were only a handful, like, I think six or seven ever caught, ever. And they were one of those mysteries of the deep type fish, because they're deep sea dwelling fish. Uh, more have been caught, usually accidentally, but sometimes for reasons. Uh, usually scientific, but it's... They, they, they're not very well known. We just have a vague idea of what they eat, but there's never been an attack, and it's like any other example. And like goblin sharks. Goblin sharks are these weird, weird, weird looking sharks with a, a like a crest or a horn sort of uh, Unicorn. Actually, yeah, it, well it frames their face. It's more like it's like a bony bit that frames their entire face. And of course, yeah, I said unicorn, but that's yeah. really not the mental image there. Yeah, it's... and they, they have a, a jaw that actually sort of hinges and unhinges, and they just sort of slurp mm. things up. I have really seen split. one, but it was dead and preserved in a yeah, jar. Yeah, that's generally how they are. Um, and they are... Uh, and usually when they're dead, they have their, their, jaw, their jaws are out like that. So they don't look how they normally would look. So where, how would they? I'll show you a picture of a goblin shark, and and listener, feel free to listen. Uh, that, um, feel free to look it up. Um, wow. And. There's, of course, that is when it's in action. And that's the, as you see, what they look like when they're dead a lot of the time. So, feel free to look that up. Um, I imagine this is something that can't be really safely taken out of the water. Yeah, it's, you know, they've been returned a couple times, if I recall correctly, as long as the line's cut. Um, again, these animals don't, they're freaky looking, but they don't attack people, and they've, they've been, they're I, not really capable. I didn't me mean in terms of the shark attacking. No, I no, meant, I'm just telling like, the listeners pressure that. taking it out of yeah. the deep. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm telling the listeners that, that they're freaky looking animals, but they're more or less harmless to humans. Uh, not to necessarily say you should mess with one, but you wouldn't even really get a chance to, because of their habitat. So, unless you're like actually really deep diving or something like that you're not going to even encounter one so again most sharks aren't even dangerous the few that are generally don't want to prey on humans because again not even be it's you can even be insulted by it not even because 
they're afraid of us or not even because of, uh, you know, they don't want anything to do is just because we're not nutritious to them. We're not nutritionally adequate for them, for their needs. So most won't actually prey on us. Uh, there have been a few historic uh, incidences. Again, Close to Shore is a really good book. Uh, there have been books written on the 1916 shark attacks since then. That Again, that's what inspired Jaws. Uh, a series of great white shark attacks and possibly a bull shark attack or two uh, occurred in 1916 in New Jersey. And that is something that uh, that is something that really uh, shaped a lot of our ideas of sharks. That and, of course, you know, old sea tales that people initially didn't take seriously because they're like, oh, there's that old pirate talking about shark attacks again. He's just full of crazy sea stories. Uh, and then compare it against the number of sharks eaten by People. Well, yeah, sharks are eaten reg- regularly by he- people. Sharks are also considered a pretty important. Well, they're a pretty important uh, um, source culturally, like not just food wise, but culturally, to uh, to uh, um, people. So, I'd read that a lot of. British fish and chips was actually dogfish yeah, shark, but I don't. Fish. Is that still true? I don't know, because there was some outrage about it, but there's also, like, simultaneously from conservationists and from people who thought eating dogfish was gross. Because dogfish, as you know, is considered sort of a trash fish. Uh, Which, again, even not, as a person who fishes, I kind of. I don't really. Well, that's one of those things where, you know. I don't think of fish in terms of. Trash or not trash. Cause but a lot do. Yeah, so... Trash seems to mean it's not a trout or a bass. Yeah, exactly. And it's, again, like that. It's like, oh, this isn't tuna. This is a, this is a shark. Or, or this is low-grade shark. Um, <laughs> but again, and again, that's another thing. Like, dogfish were sometimes just wasted. Uh, there Now, there's a fishery, and I've... I ha- I've I know at least of one shark conservationist who uh, will tell you and will explain how it's very sustainable. And then there's another one I know that is not uh, really if it's for it, but it's one of those things where um, they're edible. And again, a lot of people like measure. F- good. Again, that's a fisherman thing where a lot of people will be or sorry, an angler thing because there's. Uh, there's plenty of people. I would be, be like, put off from eating dogfish shark by the the cute one from biomes alone. But again, that's different. That's that's a different thing. Where versus like, you know, whether or not something can be eaten. A lot of as Sarah said, a lot of trash fish, quote unquote, can be eaten. Like, what is it? We eat fall fish. Yeah, I can't. I they're I bony. fish. I bring home fall fish. They're small. They're, bo- they're bony, small, they're but small and bony, and they're not. Fun if I didn't get a around. trout, then. But they're edible, and you can you know you can put some uh, rice and beans on them or something. So, again, most sharks are not going to. Uh, are not going to do anything, even the ones that can harm you. But yeah, yeah, yeah there's some interesting history there. Uh, so that was my shark rant. My unhinged, drunken shark rant. 
uh, for this episode. And I guess we will time, be back to Game of Thrones. We'll we will be back to Redwall. Regularly scheduled program. <laughs> so that's it. I guess. Thank you for listening to Cast It Into the Fire podcast, and good night. Good night.